Hey, welcome everybody uh, uh, to our Father's Day service, and, and we're just blessed today. We got uh, Sam Coriel uh, with us today, and, and he wrote the book, From Maestro to Magnate. And, uh, you know, we have some books here uh, that we're going we're gonna to give out, so if you're watching on YouTube or uh, Facebook Live, and if you'll just com- comment right there, give me a book, the first 10 people uh, to say, give me a book, uh, and then message us your address, and we'll go ahead and just uh, mail you out a book. But thanks so much, Sam, for being with us here today. Uh, it's an honor to have you here. something great for our community, and I, I applaud you. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. And so, you know what? If you guys don't know uh, uh, who Sam is, uh, uh, locally, everybody knows uh, uh, Brother Sam here uh, locally, and, and his, his wife, Connie, is, is here with us today as well. Uh, but he's the co-founder of TLC Properties, uh, and so he was a, a music minister and uh, a music professor for many uh, years, uh, uh, for 30 years, uh, before starting TLC Properties in 1988. And this went from uh, one property uh, to actually thousands of units uh, that they have now. And so, you know what, I want to, we want to uh, just kind of the theme here is to dream big with God. You know, we believe God's got a, a big dream, not only for Sam's life and, and, and my life, but also for uh, your life. So I, we're just going to have a conversation uh, uh, today with, uh, with Sam. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself from, from your perspective, Sam. Well, I did start the business in 88. I kept my day job, as they say, for another eight years before I felt that I could give that up and devote myself to this business full time. And I remember thinking one day, you know, I, if I didn't treat this like a hobby, I wonder what might happen if I treated it like a business instead of a hobby. Right. And it was from that time that we experienced uh, rapid growth. Uh, I hired my son, Sam, to help me, and he's still with me. And in fact, he now runs the rental side of things, the management side of things. And then my other two sons, Dan and Dave, also came on uh, later and joined I should have had more sons because I ran out of <laughs> Coriels to hire. <laughs> but uh, we have a, a large company now, 160 employees, so 7,000 wow. residents, I think, something like that. The good news is we haven't had any case of COVID-19 in our entire wow. network, which is, that's, that's God, amazing. really. That's, yeah. that's just a miracle. Yeah. Uh, so the business uh, grew from that one rental unit uh, and we decided fairly early on that apartments uh, were the direction that we wanted to go. And once we did that, that's pretty much all we've done. And uh, we, we are now considered uh, the leaders in that area. We are also branching out. We're doing a, a 55 and older in Rogers, Arkansas. Oh, okay. So those of you that are in that area, yeah. uh, check us out. It's under construction. And we're also building a 55 and older in Wichita. So again, if you're in Wichita, look for TLC properties that way. Right. So we we are thinking uh, outside of Missouri, which was one of our goals to be a leader in the Midwest. And you're doing that. 
We yeah. are doing it. What is, is there a website they can go to to yes, look up the properties? Yes, uh, tlcpropertygot.com uh, okay. is our website. Okay. And if you're interested in a particular property, you can just go to the name of the property and, and .com, or you can go to our general site and it'll pull them all up. Yeah. Okay. So. Awesome. You know, so I was reading your, your book uh, again this past week in preparation uh, uh, for, for this uh, interview. And I want to encourage you guys once again, if you haven't got this book, I encourage you to get it. It is a, a tremendous encouragement. It was to me, and I know it has been to many others. But on page two, um, it talk about a prophetic word or a word mm-hmm. of knowledge. And, yes. Uh, uh, it was this. They said that you are shooting your arrows too, right. Lower, too low, right. right? And they're going to the ground. You must aim higher. Right. And then from there, Brother Wes, I guess is how you say his name, went on to, to talk about the favor of the mm-hmm. Lord. Uh, and so you knew that you needed the favor of the Lord if you were to yes. reach these big goals. Right. Can you talk to us about the favor of God and the importance well, of Well, of course, the Bible talks about the favor of God. And I, the best analogy I can think of is with your children. We all love our children. Yeah. And we always love them. Yeah. But we especially love them when they have our favor, which means they are being diligent and, and respect. They are being good. They're being pleasing to their parents. They're obeying their parents, which is yeah. one of the Ten Commandments. Yeah. And it, my mother used to point out it's, it's one of the few commandments with promise. If you do that, you will live long. Right. And prosper. Right. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That's Star that, Wars. <laughs> it fits, though. It applies. <laughs> But uh, yes, uh, favor with God is something we all should seek. And the way you get there is through prayer and, of course, the reading of God's word Mm -hmm. and hiding that word in your heart so that you are pleasing to God. And that uh, brings favor. Uh, Continuously be on the lookout for opportunities that, that God puts in your path. And then your job is to decide, okay, do I want to do this? Is this something that God wants me to do? If it is, then you go for it with all your heart. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. You know what else uh, uh, I noticed was that it started off uh, with you really feeling that, uh, that you had the gift of giving. Yes. The same gentleman, uh, mm-hmm. Bob Boose, I think is Boos, how he okay. pronounces his name. It's, it's an unusual spelling. Yeah. Uh, I talked about the the so-called motivational gifts there in Romans, and he got to the one on giving. And I'm sitting there, and my son, Sam, was in my lap. He was three at the time. Mm-hmm. He's now 47, so give me an idea how long ago that was. Right. And he said, um, the gift of giving. And I just, you know how you pray, and it's just kind of a flittering thought. Well, Lord, I'd, I'd like to have that gift. That That sounds like a wonderful gift. And then his next statement was, always coupled with the gift of giving was the gift of earning. Mm. And my heart kind of sank a little bit because I thought, well, I'm a teacher and I have a nice salary and we're comfortable, but boy, I don't know. I said, Lord, you've got your work cut out for you. Right? <laughs> One of those kind of deals. <laughs> so I knew that if we were going to do that, we had to find a way where we made more money than teachers or ministers, music ministers made. Mm-hmm. And so that dream began to form. And it just took a little time. Uh, sometimes God's visions don't happen that fast. Uh, things have to happen. Like, for example, I had to change. I had to become a, a different person. And I did that by reading. I read a lot of 
really good books by wonderful men that literally changed the way I looked at things. Mm-hmm. I guess the simplest way I could, uh, could present it is that I was more of a half as a glass is half full. I mean, sorry, half empty. But I became a, the glass is half full. And that's an important difference. And that happens in your mind. And the Bible talks about the renewing of your mind. But to be successful in whatever you're going to do, you, your mind has to be one that is open and, uh, and looking for the truth, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And I had to make that uh, change. And it took a few years for me to get there. It didn't happen overnight. You know what else you talk about is uh, leaving your teaching position. Mm-hmm. So you had to leave behind yes, the security, uh, the comfort, right? <laughs> yeah. the comfortable uh, security. The sure yeah. thing, the paycheck. Right, right. <laughs> And yeah. so we, we did that same thing. So I was a faculty member at, at Global University, a bilingual faculty for many years. And uh, God had given us a vision for, for yeah. this church, Freedom City uh, Church, you know. And, uh, but we had to take that step of faith uh, to leave the job, leave the uh, health yeah. insurance, yeah. you know, uh, to step out. And it wouldn't have happened uh, if I hadn't uh, have stepped out. And so can you talk about stepping out in faith? Well, by the time we got there, we'd been in the business for eight years. Uh, we had just, by that time, we had, I think, about 140 units that we had built up over the years. And we just finished, well, 108 units. Uh, it took us two years to do this 108-unit project. And I was, uh, I was I'd already retired from Evangel, mm-hmm. but I was out walking, kind of, feeling mm-hmm. good about finishing this project. And if you've ever done a project, even built a house and you finish it, you feel pretty good about it. You're just kind of feeling good. And I'm walking and I'm, I'm kind of feeling really good about where we are and where we've been and right. where we're going. And, and God, for he's done this about a half a dozen times in my life. He actually started talking to me. Now, I know that sounds a little strange, but May I quickly say it wasn't an, uh, an oral, it wasn't a sound I could hear. It wasn't audible. Right. But it was very clear that it was another voice rather than my own talking to me. And this voice said, your vision is too low mm-hmm. or too, too small. Too small. Yeah. Remember the arrows? I was shooting my arrows right. too low. Right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, this was kind of a follow-up to that, like years right. later. And I, I said, well, Lord, what is your vision? And I looked up and I saw thousands of stars. And he said, that's how many units you're going to have. He didn't say, I mean, I want you to have. He didn't say, you might have. He said, that's how many you're going to have. It was pretty emphatic. And then I said, okay. It's that simple. I accepted the challenge just like that. Then he said, I want you to build a business that will impact your family for mm. generations. Mm. I was doing this business originally to augment my retirement because I knew that having been a teacher, my retirement might be a little skimpy. So mm-hmm. I thought, oh, if I had 100 units, I'd have a nice retirement. His idea was totally different. It was just like worlds different. Right. But it was wonderful. Yeah. And so I said, okay. Isn't that I just agree. like God? Uh, yeah, he, he, he's just a big thinker, yeah. obviously. <laughs> I mean, when he told me to look up, I thought, well, yeah, look what you did. And you did it in six days. Right? I wish I could build a building that fast. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, you know what else I read? One of the things I liked on page 12, uh, you talk about uh, the first step. You know, the trip of a yeah. thousand miles begins with yeah. the first step. And I really, I really like this part. Uh, you said starting is being half finished. Yes. That's powerful. I learned that from Robert Schuler. I read many of his books. I'm not familiar with his ministry, but mm-hmm. he's a great writer. He wrote the book Possibility Thinking, which is faith, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, he taught me that, that a lot of people give up too soon. They don't start. Mm-hmm. And he, all, he was fond of saying, starting is half finished. And if you think about it, once you start the job, you've kind of set your course. You right. figured out how to do it. You figured out how long it's going to take. And if it's building a doghouse, starting it is, is a big part of it. Putting right. that bicycle together on Christmas Eve, right. starting is a big part of it. So it's one of those truisms that I, that I have found. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what? When we, when we felt God was calling us to plant this church, and uh, so we're right here in Springfield, Missouri. There's a church on every corner. We're <laughs> yeah. the buckle of the Bible Belt. Yeah. And uh, I wrote a 50-page prospectus uh, in seminary on a hypothetical church plant. But I really believed it was God's vision uh, to start this church. Oh, yeah. And uh, But when we first started, people told us, you don't need another church in Springfield. Or, you know, so there was a lot of people uh, saying, we don't need another church here. Another thing that people would say is, if you have a church and you welcome drug addicts or convicts, so what they said was, you'll never be able to support yourself. You'll never be able to bring in enough money to support that church by welcoming, uh, you know, uh, uh, the less desirables, I guess, in their opinion. Now, these are Christians. Yeah. These are Christians telling me this, right? And so, but we stepped out uh, anyway. You know, and so maybe you could talk about some obstacles or uh, uh, some, some people that didn't believe in what you were seeing, because I know you're a visionary, Sam, you know, so you see it. I do too. I saw this church. We walked by it, you know, and then it, and then it came to reality. So talk about how to handle maybe obstacles or naysayers. Well, it, you do get that. Right. And in fact, I think everybody in my family thought I was crazy because I had the reputation of not even knowing how to drive a nail. And, <laughs> and of course, one of the things you need when you try to do what we've done, you need money. Right. And you, you, of course, you want to borrow money from banks. Yeah. But then you have to have some capital. You absolutely must have some capital. So we had a little capital. We sold a home in California and we had saved that. And that was kind of our... Not our, our nest egg. Mm-hmm. But then you keep doing projects and you need more money and then more money and more money. So I would go to family members who had money and I'd say, would you like to invest? And they all said, thanks, but no thanks, basically. <laughs> and uh, I was talking to my brother-in-law. He's, he doesn't live in Springfield, so he won't hear this probably. Oh, it goes all over. Oh. And there's 10,000 well, viewers. Of, I won't of, mention his name. <laughs> But he, he came, I took him out to dinner, and I showed him our plans, and he just looked at me, and he said, well, yeah, that's, that's a good, that's, that's, yeah, that's, hey, go for it. So, but he didn't loan me any money. <laughs> and I was going right. to give him like half interest in the oh, project. Wow. And he turned me down, because you can imagine how he feels now. Of course, right. <laughs> that's right. one of those opportunities that got away. Right. <laughs> so that's a big challenge for, for our business is uh, capital. Mm-hmm. And it'll always be a challenge as long as we're in a growth mode, which we have been in a growth mode forever. It's amazing. And 
that's okay. Uh, my sons are on board, and they are certainly helping a lot. And it does help when you've got like four entities in a project rather than one because you can divide that up. Mm -hmm. But that's the big one. And then not letting people discourage you who are talking about how you were when you were 13 years old because they knew you. Right. And I drove a nail like this, and they kind of laugh. But here's the deal. I'm not driving the nails. I'm hiring people to right. do that. <laughs> if I had to do it myself, right. I couldn't build a doghouse. Right. It, it'd fall over probably. Right. But that's not my skill. My skill is the administrative side. Right. Uh, finding people. I remember that uh, someone said, maybe it was Schuler, said, you may not have connections, but you know somebody that does. And I never thought, forgot that. Hmm. You know somebody that knows somebody. Hmm. And that has really helped me over the years. Wow. That's good. You, you know what? Uh, I like also you talk about it's not too late. So you were 40. I was 40, 44 when 44. I started. Mm -hmm. I'm 76 now. So we're, we're, uh, we've just completed 32 years. Right. Um, but if I'd let that deter me, right. I would just be 32 years older. Right. Uh, right. But I wouldn't have this company and I wouldn't have my sons wouldn't be part. My sons might not even be living here because they would have mm -hmm. gone seeking their fortune. Well, they stayed here because of the company. Right. So now I get to see my grandchildren regularly. I'll be with them tomorrow for right. Father's Day. So it just had so many far-reaching ramifications that you can't see when you're starting. Right. But you look back and you see all of the ways that God has blessed. Uh, he's brought the family into it. Uh, and now we're, we're looking at passing it to the next generation and then on, because that was God's, that was his call, a business that would impact the mm -hmm. family for generations. Mm -hmm. And so that's our aim. Our yeah. aim is to just keep passing this down. And then what we want to do with this is help the church mm -hmm. in all of its ramifications, yeah. uh, missions, uh, Churches, colleges, Evangel University, a wonderful place. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. just one of my favorite places. Yeah. My grandson's going there this fall, which I'm so pleased. Oh, awesome. Yeah. My wife and I both graduated from a That's Evangel a great place. And, and I graduated from AGTS. Yeah. I was there eight years and I saw what they did under sometimes adverse conditions. But they they produced some wonderful graduates over the years. And yeah. uh, it's a great place. Yeah. You know, uh, so when I came back, I met the Lord 22 years ago. You know my story. Yes. I was kind of a, a, dr story. a drug addict. And, uh, you know, I met the Lord 22 years ago. And then uh, I was a missionary. Came back from the mis mission field from the Philippines. And I was arrested on, on old charges and sent to prison. Uh, so I got out of prison 13 years ago. I had lost everything Again, you know, I was taking a global university undergraduate courses, you know, and then uh, uh, and then came up to go to CBC. So now I'm in my my late in my late mid to late 30s, you know, finishing up a bachelor's degree. And uh, uh, but I felt God had given me a vision to preach the gospel, to, to plant churches, you sure. know. And uh, so, you know what? I bet there's some fathers uh, uh, watching uh, today that you know what, they've given up hope. Maybe they're, they're old and, uh, or older, you know, and, uh, and they've uh, uh, given up hope. But could you speak to them uh, about it not being too late to get back up and keep going? 
one of the best uh, examples of this, uh, talking about this, was uh, again Robert Schuler, and he wrote this in one of his books. He met a lady, and she was in her 40s, and she said, you know, I'm thinking about going back to school and becoming a teacher, but she, she said, uh, when I graduate in four years, I'll be 49. So I don't know if I want to do that. He says, well, let me ask you something. How will, old will you be in four years if you don't go back to college? Right. The answer is 49. Right. She'll be the same age, but she won't right. have an education. She won't have a, a license to teach. So that's the question. Yeah. Look up, <clears throat> look forward. I also, are you familiar with Kentucky Fried Chicken? Oh, yeah. Harlan Sanders? Oh, yeah. He was 68 when he right. started Kentucky Fried Chicken. Wow. Yeah. Amazing yeah. man. And then uh, Gray Kroc, McDonald's uh, founder, he was probably getting on toward 50, and he'd had, he'd had many, many business uh, sales jobs, and it had been a failure to all of them. When he, when he met the McDonald's brothers, he was selling shake machines, mm. and he couldn't sell them. And they bought one because uh, they made a lot of milkshakes. Right. And if you've never seen the movie, The Founder, it's a, it's a really good movie about Ray Kroc. Yeah, yeah I have seen it. It's, it a, it's good. a good one. Yeah. Especially if you want to be an entrepreneur, you can watch his life and see it's not easy. It's, it's hard, but it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. It's, wor it's, it's worth it. I just can't emphasize that enough. Yeah. It will change not only your life, but everybody around you. You'll take hundreds, maybe thousands of people with you on your ride. Mm. That's, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. And then people still unborn will benefit from what you're doing here, what we're doing in our company. Yeah. And yours is more important than ours. You're getting them to heaven. <laughs> we're just getting them a nice place to live at yeah. a reasonable price. Yeah. But everybody needs a place to live. Yeah. But I would say that, so uh, one of the things I say is God's dream for your life is always going to be connected to the harvest. Oh, yes. And so I really, uh, you know, that is really, you wanted to be a giver to yes. missions, yeah. to churches, to oh. good causes. And uh, so you, you really have done that, that gift of giving, uh, you know, yeah. miss, mission, missionaries can't go without somebody giving, you know, and, and uh, so... Uh, I would I would disagree with that that I'm more important than than you. Well, you're directly involved in soul winning, where yeah. mine is more indirectly. Both yeah. important. Both important. In fact, yeah. I've heard heard people talk about that. What's needed for the end time to happen is money. Yeah. To get the word out to the world is going right. to take some money to do that. Yeah. Oh, 100. So that's that's kind of, uh, and also we believe in education. We support higher education and. Even uh, high school, you know, Christian schools—they're—they're they're training our young people. It's—it's a—it's a it's something that we desperately need. Absolutely. And I, I believe in that. It's—it's uh, it's blessed my family, and I would—I would recommend it to people. Yeah. You know, another thing that you say is uh, leadership is the ability to translate vision into reality. So I'm sure there's been lots of visions that have never uh, uh, come to reality or come to fruition? Well, people can have a vision, and, and many people do get a vision, but it's what separates the successful people from those who are not as successful is what they do with the vision. So leadership is being able to take that vision and 
see in your mind a way to achieve it. And that's kind of a gift of administration, which is another gift. Mm-hmm. You know, most people have more than one gift. I'm sure you have several gifts that you function at. Well, I have the gift of administration. You give me a task, and I, my mind starts forming ways to accomplish it. Just don't, I don't mm. even have to think about it. It just does it. Yeah. I can see a little tree. You know, oh, okay, we do this and this and this, and yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. When I was working on my degrees, all I did was just look at the program, and I knew exactly when I was going to finish, and, and I knew how I was going to get there. Yeah. And that includes a doctorate. So it's, it's a way of achieving a vision. Many people can talk a vision, but they can't do, they can't put in the sweat equity. Right. But you must do that. And here's the thing. As you do that, you learn so much about yourself and about how to do your job. If I had inherited 2,000 units when I was 44 from my dad or something, I would have known how to do it. The nice thing about growing little by little is you learn as you go. You get bigger and, mm. and smarter, mm-hmm. and you have more insight into what you're doing mm-hmm. as the business grows in, in steady spurts. Yeah, John Lundell, I'm sure, might tell you that he might not have known how to handle a 30,000-people right. church in right. 1991, but he can now because he's been there all these years. Right. That reminds me of the... Uh, uh, when the children of Israel came into the promised mm-hmm. land, God didn't give them the whole land. You no. know, they had to learn how to fight. They had to yep. take it one city uh, at a time. And that was planned. Yeah. Yep. He knew that if they tried to take the whole bite, they would probably get defeated because the people would gang up and, and defeat right. them. But if they took little pieces, that it would work. And that, that's, you know, despise not small beginnings. I'm not sure that's in the Bible, but it should be. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you know. So the uh, uh, my wife has the a Jericho album yes. uh, coming out, Great. and so we're kind of in that phase right now with uh, our Branson campus, you know. And, and uh, you know, when we started this church at at AGTS five years ago, you know, launched uh, the Springfield campus. I mean, it was it was hard, you know, oh, I... but it was explosive. So we had 120 or more mm-hmm. on Sundays from the first day, people getting saved every Sunday, you know, so it was, it was fruitful. And so, but what we've noticed in, in the Branson is it's been obstacle after obstacle. And uh, so I really felt like the Lord gave me a, a, a word, you know, that Branson uh, was our Jericho. So Jericho would represent like the, the obstacles between, uh, uh, you know, the, the promise and its fulfillment, right? And uh, uh, the Lord's, uh, I felt like the Lord gave me that word. And then we were actually up at uh, my wife, for our uh, uh, anniversary last year, we went up to Kansas City and, and went to uh, uh, George Westlake's church. I'm sure you know him. Yes. And, and he spoke on the same thing, and I felt like that was confirmation. Uh, confirmation yeah. uh, you know, so, um, so many times there, there, there are uh, obstacles uh, to us uh, realizing uh, the vision uh, that God has given us, and, and you've kind of you've kind of shared shared about that. I guess you know they're going to be there, right? And the trick is to overcome them, and uh, that's what we've done. Yeah. In fact, I would say that a good leader is a solver of problems. Mm. Give them that's a good. problem, and they will solve it. 
And when we, when we hire people, we try to get people who are problem solvers. Right. I have kind of a rule. If one of my managers comes to me with a problem, I want them to have a solution. Mm, that's good. And I say, look, you, you think about this and get back to me tomorrow, and I want to hear your solution. Now, I may not use their solution. I may use right. I already have one, right. but I don't share that with them because they need to figure out how to solve problems. If they've always got me, then they're not going to grow as a problem solver. So that's one little trick that I developed over the years. Yeah. I don't tell them the answer. Right. I let them find it. Oh, that's good. And most of the time, they, they do pretty well. Yeah, that's good. You know, uh, uh, Dave Manning, so he he's a... Uh, uh, a young man, I think you met him on the way in, but he, in 2014, this is when I was still uh, working at Global University, and I would clock out to come over and uh, speak at the Green County Jail right down the street here, and uh, he gave his life to the Lord, and uh, he was a former heroin addict. Then he went to the prison, became a part of our prison campus, went to our teen challenge that we have here in town, and then our discipleship home. Now he's married, has almost about to graduate from Bible school. Uh, and uh, That's great. Yeah, and uh, so but he's really caught the vision mm-hmm. of, of Freedom City Church. So this, is, this was his question. Uh, he said that uh, my question would be this. On page 54 and 55 of your book, you talk about the Abraham moment, mm-hmm. uh, which, we've talking about, which we've already talked about. You had 140 units, and uh, God told you your goals are too uh, small, and you said, okay, Lord, what's your goal for me? And he said, count the stars and, you know, thousands of stars. And so this is, this is his question. He says, uh, what advice do you have for us as a fledgling church planning movement? We have three campuses, one in prison, one in, in Branson, and the Springfield. In the vision that God has given us, we have campuses and churches all over the nation and world. What advice, encouragement uh, can you give us as a church planning movement? Keep on keeping on. Come on. Just pray, just seek the Lord, and just keep you doing great. In my opinion, after I saw you, what, three years ago? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, and you shared your vision, mm-hmm. and now you look at what you've done. Now, there's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. There always will be. But you just have to not, be, not get discouraged. Just you know, kind of take it one day at a time. Right. Uh, stay close to the Lord, um, meet with your staff, meet with your leaders, be sure you're all kind of on the same page. We have many meetings. In fact, sometimes I think we have too many meetings, right. but everybody's informed. Everybody kind of knows where everybody else is, and that's important. As your right. organization grows, that communication becomes even more important. Mm-hmm. It'll no longer just be you and Hannah. It'll mm-hmm. be a fairly large team. Mm-hmm. And that. That communication becomes very important. The vision is yours and the people that, that you have around you. Getting there is going to take a big team effort. Yeah. And I, I see it happening. It's, it's easier for me because I haven't been here every day right. trudging along. Right. I see what you've done, and it's, it's really quite marvelous. Yeah. And your renovations are going to be great. You know, and I think that's what it is. When you see it every day, and I, we know the heartache, we know the yeah. pain, we know the struggles, yeah. you know, but if we just look back five years, this, there was nothing here. Yeah, and that's it, the it key just a vision. to keep going as you look back and say, right. wow, look what we've done in five years. Yeah. I mean, you just said, you know, 13 years ago, where were you? Right. And now you're here. Right. 
So that's that's miraculous. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, that's God. Oh, Only God 100, can do that. One hundred percent. Yeah. But yeah. I I appreciate the question, and uh, I wish I had a a more learned erudite <laughs> right. answer. But it is. It's just keep on keeping on. Yeah. Don't give up. Don't give up. Keep going. Let nothing deter you from your dream or yeah. your vision. Yeah. That's just you have to be kind of like a bulldog. Yeah. You get a hold of that, and you just won't let go. Yeah, you know what's you know what's interesting is uh, I know you read the book, so you kind of know not mm-hmm. a little bit my story. Uh, but when I came back from the the, the Philippines and, and got arrested on old charges, uh, I was uh, discouraged. Sure. You know, I didn't blame God; it was my own uh, life that led to you know the old charges were my fault, no one else's. And uh, but I did relapse. Uh, during that time on heroin, sure. and uh, I remember one time I was sitting at a at a at a Wendy's in Albuquerque, New Mexico, right off of I-25, and uh, uh, it was a it was a Sunday, and I was waiting waiting to to pick up a bag of of drugs. A guy was about to show up with drugs, and I was short twenty dollars uh, for the drugs, and uh, a guy was looking at me from across the Wendy's, and. Uh, I thought, what is this guy, a police or what's going on? Why is he looking at me, you know, a little bit paranoid? And he comes walking up to me and he says, I just, I just, got, out of, I just got out of church. I didn't even know it was a Sunday. That's how off I was, you know, just on drugs. And he came up and he said, he, and I needed $20. So he comes up and he said, God told me to give you $20. And he goes, and God told me to tell you, don't give up on your dreams. There you and go. you know what? I broke down. And started crying. So in my mess, far from God, uh, God intersected time and space to come in and give me a word and just say, I see you. Don't yeah. get up. Oh, those are get great. back up. You know? Well, you're uniquely uh, qualified to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Not many people have that kind of preparation. And right. that God prepared you for where you are and yeah. where you're going. And yeah. he, he won't... Uh, leave you or forsake you he will yeah. be there through thick and thin he'll be there when you think oh, he's yeah. not but yeah. he's there yeah and that's it only god can do that only god can really well, redeem our failures so my yes, preparation yes. was my exactly. failure god took that scar and made a star oh come on somebody <laughs> that's a good one right there i like that i got that from i have to tell you i got that from robert Schuler. oh okay <laughs> turn your scars into stars <laughs> I'm going to have to start reading some of his books. Oh, they're great. Is he the Crystal Cathedral yeah. guy? Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's great. And so you know what? Uh, we're kind of wrapping up, but it, it, is, it is Father's Day. And yes. um, I don't know if there's anything, anything else you really want to add on to or an encouragement for fathers out there uh, today. So not everybody has their kids with them. Maybe some of them are even right. estranged from. So hi, right. Father's Day is maybe not a happy day right. for everybody. Yeah. Well, of course, we think of our fathers. Mine's been gone a long time, but so important. Uh, my grandfather on my mother's side, I knew, and he, uh, he gave me my first job. I was, he was uh, older and retired, and he, he mowed yards. That's what he did with a push mower, and I mean a real push mower, not a motorized one. Right. And he hired me to help him, and it was, it was fun to work with him. And I didn't know my other grandparents, but my parents... I was thinking about this. They had me in church. Every time the doors were open, they had me in church. And that was a heritage that I really thank the Lord for every day. 
But to other fathers, um, I understand. I've seen homes that have been messed up with, uh, well, usually sin. Mm -hmm. But just hang in there. Know that you're important. You're a leader in your families. You're a priest of the house. This is your calling. Uh, Fathers have a lot of hats that they wear. They are uh, counselors. They're friends. And these, these things are very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the problems we suffer today is that there are, are fathers missing in many of the homes. Absolutely. And then the mother has to do both. And that's, that's a tough job. Yeah. So I'll just say a prayer for all of you out there that God will bless you and he will just let his face shine on you in your situation. Yeah. And for you that have your children with you, just be grateful. Uh, one of my favorite things is to get together with my children and grandchildren. And it's a marvelous blessing uh, that we have in our children. And just be grateful every day for them as I am. Yeah. You want to look right here and just say a prayer? Sure, over? sure. Thank you. Lord, we do thank you for this church. We thank you for fathers. Yes. The special weekend, Lord, where we honor our fathers. Yeah. And Lord, just may all fathers uh, be blessed by their children, their families. May they have time together to have fun and and just uh, visit with each other. Lord, we just thank you for this church, Freedom Church. Uh, What a wonderful job is being done here in Springfield, Missouri. For those, Lord, who may not have another friend to turn to sometimes, and this church has been a beacon for them. Lord, we thank you for that. And we praise your name, Lord, for this church. Bless this church, Lord. Bless Pastor John and and Hannah as they go forward with the vision that you've given them. And Lord, I pray that as they face obstacles from time to time, that you will be with them. You will send them their word and you will heal them, Lord. Now, Lord, if there are people here who uh, do not know you, I pray that they would listen to this and that they would realize that there is something here, that that opening in them, that God-shaped vacuum that we all have needs to be filled. And, Lord, we just pray that they would surrender, that they would come to you, Lord. You've been there all the time, wooing them through your Holy Spirit. Lord, may they come to you now and surrender their lives to you, Lord. Lord, just bless them. Just uh, be there, Lord, to hold them in the palm of your hand and comfort them and heal them, Lord. Heal their souls. Lord, we pray this in your holy and precious name. Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Brother Sam, for joining us today. And so, hey, we just want to encourage you to... uh, Join us July 5th for live services. Also, if while Sam was praying uh, and, and you said, that's me, you know, God's God, uh, big dream with God starts with you uh, surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. Amen. And so if you said that prayer with Brother Sam, if you would just comment on YouTube or Facebook or even on the website, and one of our prayer workers will uh, uh, comment and get a hold of you and uh, we're willing to, to call you and pray with you. And uh, so just God bless you. Uh, we love you. Can't wait to see you soon.